Welcome back to the In the Halls podcast with Noah Simon. On this episode, I have the chance to talk with artist Locke about how he got started in his music career, uh, what message he hopes to send through producing music, and some cool stories that he's gotten to experience, not only because of music, but because of his college and traveling life. Uh, you can go check out Locke's music on his Instagram at 16 Locks. And thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right, and we got Locke on. What's up, man? How's it going? Life's been great, man. I've, uh, I just moved back to Toronto for quarantine now that school's done. Um, I go to school at Plymouth State University in New Hampshire. And uh, yeah, now I'm back here making music full time. So it's been good. That's good. Full time, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like with, with quarantine, there's no, like, I'm not working. You know, yeah. so yeah, I'm kind of locked in my studio all day. Yeah, totally. I mean, guess yeah, definitely some positives to come out of the whole coronavirus situation. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. How do you say with like a positive mindset during this time? Like, you is it like hard for you, or are you able to kind of just like get in a groove and stay productive? Yeah, so I've actually found I have been able to get in a groove and stay productive. Um, mm-hmm. I find self motivation is the biggest thing ever, and keeping to a schedule. Um, so when all this started going on, I was like, okay, how can I, how can I develop myself? How can I better myself throughout this process? Right. Cause the whole world's on pause. Mm-hmm. And so like now is the best time to grow in anything, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you're going to come out ahead if you work. So yeah, I'm on a pretty strict schedule of um, when I go to bed, when I wake up, uh, how I do things in the morning. Uh, I wake up before eight 30 every single day, even in quarantine. Um, and yeah, do a little workout get a coffee in me and then come into the studio and play some guitar just to start my day every day and that helps set the stage yeah yeah definitely having a schedule helps I did I tried doing that like at the beginning kind of before I go to bed like write down all the stuff that I want to do the next day and I it definitely like increased my productivity and everything a ton big time dude 100 percent 100 percent so did you did you graduate from college this year or are you still still in no, so I'm still in college. Um, I'm I'm a 23 year old junior, so I'm going to my junior year. Um, and so I actually went into college as uh, an NCAA hockey player. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a hockey player, you typically go to college a little later mm-hmm. because you play juniors for so many years, unless you're really good and you go to college at 18. But that wasn't the case for me. I was very average my entire life. Yeah. Um, so I went in at 21 years old, and uh, yeah, I'm going to my junior year, so I have two years left. I'd like to finish, um, ideally. That'd, that'd be great. But if something happens uh, where music does become full-time, full-time, uh, then I would definitely be leaving to move to LA. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, I see you got the Dodger hat on. Are you, are you a big Dodger fan? Or? <laughs> no, I'm not a Dodgers fan at all. Um, <clears throat> I'm a Toronto Blue Jays fan because I'm from here. And gotcha, yeah. part of me yeah. also loves the San Francisco Giants just from like wow, childhood right, experiences. Well, sorry, I got I to go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm definitely not a Dodgers fan. But uh, I had no hats, and I was ordering hats online, and this was, like, the first one that was on, on the website. So I was like, sure, like, I guess I make music now. Like, get an L.A. hat. Yeah. You mentioned, you said, um, like, if you, if music, kind of, if you can go full-time with music, you'd want to move to L.A. Have you ever been to L.A., or is that just, like, kind of like a dream? Yeah, no, I've been to L.A. Um, I spent a bunch of time over Christmas uh, this past year uh, recording mm-hmm. in L.A. I was signed with a pretty big agency out there oh, for, yeah, for a while. 
uh, yeah, yeah. And it was great. It was a good experience. Um, I made some great connections. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, ideally, it would be great to move out there just to be in the room with people who are in the same situation as you, you know, trying to make it. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Connections definitely huge. Like in, I mean, in like every industry, I feel like no matter like music, like acting, business, just everything, just knowing people is just such an important trait that you have to have to kind of get into. Oh, yeah. Connections are everything, man. It, it's like, part of it is about who you know and anything it helps right if you have a foot in the door it helps you're gonna you're gonna get places you're gonna have an advantage but yeah being able to make connections yourself and talk with people and be open and just just honest and genuine in yourself yeah, is totally. huge is huge yeah. yeah i agree so and so like you mentioned about about your hockey hockey career going into college and everything i know you talked to me about like how you got into music from an injury you kind of like go into like a little more detail about that story like if you're comfortable absolutely i can yeah so that was a wild time in my life that was actually uh, my freshman year of college so last year um and i was playing my first college hockey game ever it was an exhibition game didn't even count um and late in the third period uh a kid stuck out his knee when i was going by him and he i guess he hit me in the right spot on my quad and my my quad exploded into into pieces i had compartment syndrome um, so I almost, I, yeah, yeah, it was wild. I almost lost my leg. I almost had to get an amputation at the hip. Um, and, yeah, I was told I would potentially never walk again. Uh, and so I had a, 11 different procedures done over the course of two months spent living mostly in a hospital, but yeah. split between New Hampshire and Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, and eventually I ended up, uh, walking again and everything was great. I came back, I ended up playing hockey again against all odds really but yeah yeah i played eight games at the end of the year um won a championship with my team went to the ncaa tournament um and then this year i tried playing again and it was just it was too much so i was like i can't do this anymore like now it's music full-time like i love hockey it'll always be a part of me but that injury kind of put me on this path to, mm -hmm. to happiness right now man i'm yeah. so grateful for it honestly yeah that's that's insane i want to know like during that time after you had your injury like how are you able to to like mentally deal with all that. I mean, I know for me, like one time I like broke my elbow and I, they were, they said like, I might've like lost all feeling in it. And like, that was even like mentally hard for me. I can't even imagine having the stress of like the thought of losing a leg. Like, how did you deal with that? And how did you like convince yourself, like you'd be able to get out of it and like do rehab and all this stuff? Yeah. So I, I honestly think, I think you can do literally anything in the world you want. Like if you believe in yourself, like genuinely, and you convince yourself that like shit's going to happen, it's going to happen. So like in the hospital, yeah, I felt like I was down for a little while and I was like, I definitely felt bad for myself and that's okay to do for a little bit. Like if you've had a, like a, a terrible injury or something like that or something, anything that set you back, yeah, it's going to, it's going to make you feel terrible, but it's all about not playing the role of a victim, you know? Because yeah, like it was a terrible thing that happened to me and, but I, I'm not a victim of anything. Like I signed up to play hockey. I knew what the risks were, you know, like shit happens sometimes and it's all right. Mm -hmm. But it's, for me, it was just like, okay, so like hockey may not be an option anymore. What else do I love? What's going to make me happy? And what can I do to get there? Because if I just feel bad for myself for the rest of my life, cause I got a huge scar on my leg and, and all this stuff went on, like I'm never going to get anywhere. So I just want to spread positivity to everybody and like try and make people believe that with perspective, like you can literally accomplish anything you want. Yeah. That's inspiring, man. That's cool. Yeah. So how did like, 
how did the transition go from from hockey to music? Did you just kind of have like one day wake up and be like, man, I, I think I'm over hockey. I think I like this music stuff. I'm going to give it a try. Or was it more of like a gradual process? That I, I love that question, man. I do because I love telling the story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when I kind of knew hockey might be out of the question, um, one of my one of my best friends, childhood best friends, shout out Pat Bodie. Um, he uh, he is a big time music producer. He actually just uh, produced a track with my other buddy Sasha that's on Chris Brown and Young Thug's new album. It's called Big Slime. So check it out if you listen to this. Um, yeah, he's dope as shit. So him and our other friend LJ, another Toronto rapper, check his shit out too. He's fucking dope. Um, we uh, they they convinced me to make a song. They're like, dude, you're good. Like you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And Bodie was kind of the ringleader of that. He's like, just come to the studio, come to the studio. Let's make a song. Let's make a song. Like you freestyled for us before. Like we've rapped in the car, like just do it. Yeah. So I was at school during this time and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. So I flew back to Toronto. I got in the studio with them or with Bodie. Um, we had a bunch of drinks, got hammered. Um, and we made a song called party at Plym cause I go to Plymouth state. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make a song. Let's get something everyone can jam to. And it kind of blew up in my school and got like 25,000 streams. Um, and that was my first song ever. And so I was like, all right, I, I guess people fuck with me. So like, this is fun. Let's do it. And now I've just bought in fully. That's dope. That's yeah. awesome. These 25,000 streams on your first song. That must've been yeah. like, dude, there's definitely some potential here. Yeah. I was like, uh, and it, dude, the song sucks. Like it was my <laughs> first song. Like I shouldn't say it sucks. Cause like, there's so much like character behind it and like yeah. it's just it's just like really it's basic you know it's just it's like it's like a first song but people people vibe with it and like dude at school people like still listen to it all the time and like when people were graduating they were making their captions like psu till i die and like tagging me in it because that's one of the lines in the track you know so I shouldn't say the song sucks like it's just i i wasn't a good musician at the time so everything you're hearing is just like really vocally affected and, and things like that you know? so i'll forever be grateful for that song I, I love that song it started my music career yeah. but it's just like it's whack you know <laughs> when you i just want like when you made that song did you have like any intention of trying to make it like blow up at your school or were you just doing it just like totally just like just for like fun like with your friends or whatever or did you like have the intention behind it I, I wanted it to blow up my school yeah i did i wanted people to be like yeah, this is actually dope. Cause at that point, like I knew I wanted to make music like deep down. Mm-hmm. I was just like a little scared to tell people. And I feel like most anybody who does something creative gets nervous in the beginning because you're just putting yourself out there and you're opening up to judgment. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a slapper. I'm going to make something that hits that people can party to. Um, and yeah, I'm like, if it, if it works, it works and we'll keep doing it. And so yeah, music's taking over my life, man. I'll forever be grateful for party at Plim. So shout out Bodie, shout out LJ. I love you boys. That's dope. Uh, I know you mentioned like you try to like that song, you're trying to make people like turn up to it and stuff. Have you performed like live before ever? No. So I've never played a show. Um, so I started, I started doing this like for real, for real last April. Um, that's when like party Plim came out, all that stuff. A little over um, a year. Yeah. And so in the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing. And there's so much more to this music stuff than I ever would have guessed. Um, Like, it's not just about making the music at all. Like, that's one part of it. But then there's so much else to worry about. And so I didn't have my own studio at the time. So I wasn't recording that often. Um, And yeah, then it just once I committed, it kind of just snowballed. And now 
I, I do everything, most, not everything, but most things myself mm. in terms of recording. Um, and yeah, now we're just, we're rolling. You sent, you sent me like the video in your studio the other day and it look it looks like super legit. I just, like, how do you decide like to invest? Like, like, was that expensive? Did you like, did that cost a lot of money to invest in or not really? Not like a crazy amount. Like it wasn't, wasn't what you would think. Mm. Um, so it was, uh, like you gotta, you gotta buy certain things. If you want to record yourself, like you need certain equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anyone out there who's thinking about making music, like don't go buy the most expensive shit because you will not know how to use it. Yeah. Um, and another artist was talking about this on his Instagram story yesterday. He's a buddy of mine. His name's Indy. You can check him out too. Um, he's way more popping than me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, he, uh, yeah. So like, just don't buy the best stuff because you're not gonna know how to use it. So like any introductory gear, like you're going to need an audio interface. You're going to need a microphone. And you're going to need something to listen to it with. Like, those are like the basic things. Yeah. And so I, on my setup, on my current setup, I spent about $4,000 on it for four, four or 5,000 in that range. Um, but I only did that after I had released like a bunch of songs and I, was, I knew that I was ready to invest in this. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say to anybody like wanting to do it. Like if you believe in yourself and you're ready to invest in this, buy, buy the equipment. It doesn't need to be the most expensive stuff. Yeah, uh, the, it'll get the job done. That's smart. Yeah, you you also mentioned like you said your friend was like a big time producer and stuff, and all of your other friends were into rapping. So like through this through your like music experience, have you met like any like like people that now you've like completely bonded with, or has it mostly just been this your same oh, friends yeah. from like, day one? So like, yeah, I've definitely built connections. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I released I released a song with Sammy Adams. Um, if you guys know who that is, he's, he's a pretty famous rapper. Um, and, uh, he's an unbelievable guy. He's been so supportive of me and, and helped me out with a bunch of stuff. Um, so that was pretty huge for me. Um, I do still work with Bodie, uh, a lot. Uh, we talk all the time and, and we're homies, but it's tough cause we live in different places now, right? Like I'm based in new England and he's based in Toronto. So we, I don't do as much with him, but that, that connection's still alive. But yeah, I've definitely made some crazy connections. Um, I actually just signed uh, a production deal with a, like a very, very, very prominent producer. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name right yeah, now, so yeah, I'm just yeah. not going to. Um, but yeah, he's a multi-platinum uh, selling producer. Uh, he's worked with people that you have on your playlist currently, I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's it, it. Those are the connections I've made. And, and I've been working a lot with uh, another producer named Coach Angles and another guy named No Fugazi Beats. And those guys just crush it, man. Like crush it. Are those guys like all based in LA pretty much or not really? So Jangles and uh, No Fugazi are both based in New England right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the producer that I, I just signed with, uh, he is based in LA. Gotcha. Um, and then I, the, the guy who mixes and masters most of my songs, Ramon, I met him in LA over Christmas, but now he's Atlanta based. So yeah, I guess like I got, I've made some connections all over. Yeah. 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 I mean, just this, I don't know, like LA just seems like the place to be. Dude. Like there's so many people. I mean, I know like I'm from San Diego, so I like I have a bunch of family in LA. I go over there a lot. And then sometimes like with like the homies, just like drive up, try to like go like to Melrose and stuff and see people. But yeah, it's like just the dream. It's like getting for me, like getting to like UCLA or something. And then not only have that, like, like education but then like all the connections that come with just being there like all the opportunities is crazy it's just such a hub for everything 
It is, man. Especially like it's it's the creative hub of, of of the world. Yeah. You know, like if you're a creative and and you want to make it, like LA is definitely the spot to be because everyone's trying to do what you're doing, right? Whether you want to get into acting, videography, photography, um, making music, you know, or like working working in any of those industries in, in more of a a corporate aspect. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's where you want to be because that's where the opportunity is. So yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, eventually, the goal is to to get out there and move to LA. Hopefully, sooner rather than later. Um, but we'll see what happens. Like everything's so unpredictable right now, especially with COVID. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's so. just, it's a whole, whole other thing you got to deal with now that makes a journey that much harder, but also, yeah. I mean, it's just another, just another hoop to jump through, you know, to get where you want to be. Absolutely. And so is that your goal for like after COVID to try and move to like LA and stuff? Yeah. I got to see like what pans out in terms of this production deal for mm-hmm. sure. Like what, what comes of it and whatnot. Um, as of right now, I do plan on going back to school. Um, because I, I love my life there. Number one, like shout out PSU, Oklahoma State. Like that yeah. place is my home. Yeah, college I, got, I consider that place as much of a home as I do Toronto. And Toronto is like where I was born and raised. So like the people in both places are unbelievable and like so dear to my heart. But if, uh, if music starts to really take off more than it is, um, then yeah, I could see myself moving to LA and at the end of COVID. That's dope. You mentioned like your friend had like a feature on like Young Thug's album and stuff. And I just want to know, yeah. like, if you if you could like collab with any artist, who would it be? Mike Stud. And now it's just Mike. He goes by Mike now. It's not Mike Stud anymore. A hundred percent him. I have his song lyrics tattooed on my arm. Jeez. He was the most influential person um, that like like uh, to my music career because he was a college athlete as well, right? Mm-hmm. He. Um, he played at Duke. He played baseball at Duke. Uh, he was the first team All-American as a freshman, but he, he had to get Tommy John on his elbow. And it ended up ending his baseball career. So I, and I know you're a baseball guy too, right? So you yeah, can yeah. You probably I, relate to that. But yeah, I just I – like, I don't know. I've always connected with his music. The best night of my life I've ever had was at a Mike Stud concert um, in Columbus, Ohio, when I was 19 years old. Like, that was – it changed my life. And um, I just feel like I connect with him on that level, like – former athlete, former college athlete. I mean, he was a lot better than I was at his sport, um, but turned musician. So yeah, like that would be, that would be my dream feature with any artist in the world, Mike. That's dope. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember a song. What's, oh, I'm trying to remember, like, I definitely know a song by him. I'm trying These to remember. These days probably with Marcus Stroman. Yeah, maybe that's it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a these days remix. That that oh, song. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, that song yeah, goes. That's a yeah, banger for sure. Yeah, but that was that. So that's when he started, I guess, like pop more. Like that's when he was like becoming more mainstream. But dude, the stuff he released before that, like his first album, A Toast to Tommy, and then all the other stuff after that, like those the EPs he dropped were just like, oh man, like that's my music. I love that. Like that's that's where I draw a lot of my inspiration from is his his stuff. So do you do you consider do you consider yourself like more rap or like pop? I would consider myself more rap, but more of like, uh, I would say I'm like a pop rapper. Cause mm-hmm. for me, like I, I'm not like a trap artist or anything like that. Cause like, that's not something I've ever experienced. You know, it's not something I've ever had to live. So for, for me, I just want to be as organic as possible and like try and make music about what's going on in my life, you know? And so for me, like I definitely have my own battles. Um, like I've struggled with anxiety and depression for a very long time. since I was like 13 years old. And I have music about that, you know? So I guess that's, that's my show, but I also have music about like partying and yeah. like talking, talking to girls and trying to wheel girls and shit, you know? And like, cause that's also part of my life too. Uh-huh. So yeah, I would say I'm, I'm definitely like a pop rapper. 
yeah. More of a, yeah. In your, so you, like, in your music, you try to, what do you try to, like, is there, like, a certain message that you try to bring through each, every song, or are some songs just, like, try to make it to sound good, to sound catchy? Like, what's your drive behind the music that you put out? It honestly depends on what's going on in my life at the time. Like, everything that, that comes out it has some connection to my life, whether it's something positive, something negative. Inspiration always comes from, like, what's actually going on. Um, and so like to give you an example, some songs or, um, aren't like necessarily like always a true story, but they're always inspired by one. So for example, my song, I dropped LA, um, that, uh, it's doing pretty well too. Um, it, it was about my time in LA recording at my agency over Christmas. And this girl I go to school with, her name's Lizzie. Uh, she's from LA. So when I was out there, she was like an absolute all-star, like drove me to and from the studio back to Airbnb, took me out with her friends, like. She's just like the biggest sweetheart in the world. I love that girl. Love you, Lizzie. Um, like such a homie. And so that song was like inspired by her. Even though the events in that song, not all of them actually took place. Like the message behind it was like this positive, happy experience about like two people just like connecting and doing their thing, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And you mentioned too, like you were writing songs about parties and stuff. Like are those, do you like go to like most insane parties you think from your college or have you been to like crazy parties in like the, in like the rap scene too? <laughs> uh, I love that question. Um, my school goes off. So yeah. like we're the only division three school. I think, I believe we're the only division three school on the barstool top 20 uh, party school. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so P PSU goes like crazy, man. And I've had some, like some crazy nights at Plymouth. Um, but yeah, I would say like, Oh, the craziest partying I've ever done was probably in Europe. Like just with my mm. brother. Um, we were in Spain and Portugal and like, yeah, Portugal was, was just mental. <laughs> so yeah, that's a crazy it has, has nothing to do to even do with music but yeah the partying in europe was mental that, so that there's my answer yeah partying in portugal with my bro that's insane that sounds like such a dope experience it was man it was it was wild i lost my credit card and didn't even notice for five days because oh. like <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah. well, just like in the streets just people going crazy yeah man it's so in this one part of lisbon which is like the biggest city in portugal i believe mm -hmm. Um, our Airbnb was like right across from it and it's called Barrio Alto and it's this like network of streets and they all go up on an angle like this and then other streets like intersect them that way they run yeah. perpendicular and the bars are like the size of this room I'm in right now so you go in you grab a drink and then you come back out on the street and there's like thousands of people from all over the world just like talking chilling getting to know each other yeah. having drinks getting it was so lit, man. Like that's, that's stuff I'll never forget, you know? Yeah, dude, that's, I think the best part is going out and meeting new people. I know. Cause like I've been, I haven't like probably the craziest experience I've had is like, like rolling loud and then like meeting people like from rolling loud and like bringing them back to like the hotel room and stuff, like having parties there. It's, really? Like, it's, like, losing their phones and shit. It's just, yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. That's it's so just, like wild. just the adrenaline and everything. It's like, so it's just so fun. Yeah, I think the most wild night I ever had, uh, I was still playing junior hockey at the time, mm. and I was living in Boston, and I woke up at Quinnipiac University in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, and I didn't remember how I got there, and I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, woke up, 
in this dorm room with eight other people. I'm like, it was just, oh yeah, that oh, was, man. yeah, that was one of the crazier ones for sure, man. Yeah, that's sure. definitely. I mean, with with this whole like COVID situation, just like a miss. I, I don't even know when I can like think of all this stuff happening again without like a vaccine or anything. Just like random like strangers like just being like all together. You said like thousands of people on the street in Portugal. Just yeah. like I just like miss that stuff going on because Dude. all the concerts and everything me too it sucks it, it really does suck that our world is like shut down like this right now yeah. but there's nothing we can do like we got to protect people right you know we don't want people dying whether they're old young or, or middle-aged like it's it's shitty so i don't know the way i look at it is like a little bit of sacrifice right now is going to go a long way in the future and like if yeah, people just buy in and work collectively at this like we're going to be all right like this is not a permanent thing yeah you know yeah. Totally. Life would be normal. Is the situation like rough in Toronto right now or is it is it pretty mild? I, I, I don't even know. I got back here like three days ago. I'm still oh, under like self-quarantine right now. I'm not allowed to see anybody. Oh, is really? Like, yeah, dude, my parents even have to stay like six feet away from me at all times. I'm like, I'm living in a completely separate part of our house. Yeah, like I, I haven't even given my mom or dad a hug. Um, That's so until like, yeah, it's, it's not ideal, but like there's people in way worse situations and at least yeah. I get to talk to them. But yeah, like, I think it's getting better. Like my mom told me today, one of the hospitals here has no patients in their COVID unit, which is dope, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm, I'm praying things open up enough where it's like, not even necessarily like going to clubs and just being with a ton of people, but like, I would love at some point someone to be able to go to a restaurant with my friends, you know, and grab a couple like drinks and watch some pro sports if they're happening. I know. You know? Sports just, is- just be a fucking, just be a fucking regular person again. That's all, that's all we, anyone wants, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess kind of just shows how much, I mean, at least for me, like how much I took for granted before like all this happened. Big time, man. We don't even realize like the little shit day to day, like being able to go to a restaurant and and do that stuff, you know, or being able to just like go out and like shoot hoops with your buddies and shit like that. Like, yeah, we take that stuff for granted every single day. Um, And that this, this events like this do give you perspective for sure. Exactly. Perspective. That's what you focus on, right? Perspective, man. That's literally what, that's all life is like, I don't know. If you've got a shitty perspective about everything, you're always negative. Like people are probably gonna be negative towards you too. Yeah. Like, if you go out and spread yeah. some love and positivity and good vibes, man, you're going to get that shit right back every time. Totally. Totally agree. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I want to thank you for hopping on. I appreciate it a lot. It was super fun. And Dude, my pleasure. I'll come on anytime. Like you're, you are dope. You're dope. You were so prepared. Like you're a fucking legend, dude. You're <laughs> going to do, you're going to do cool shit. I can tell you like a driven kid. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. that's the goal. But yeah, we'll definitely stay in touch. I wish you luck with all the stuff that you're working on. Appreciate it, man. You too, man. Keep crushing this podcast. dude. This yeah, is dope. Thanks, yeah. Just trying this to keep like, connecting with artists, connecting with people from like all different lifestyles. Just trying yeah. to, trying to grow. No, that's good, man. That's what we're all, that's what we're all doing. We're all trying to grow. I, I haven't made it yet. I know I'm going to make it. Like I'm confident in myself and I believe that, but yeah, I haven't yeah. made it yet. You know, so this is just people helping people, man. You know, I'll be, I'll be hyped when I'm, when I'm at UCLA, I'll bring all the boys to one of your concerts and we'll get, that would be so lit or I'll come play at your frat. I'll come play at your frat for free. (laughs) Cause like, if you go to UCLA, you're going to join the frat. Yeah. You got it. Is that, so is that like your dream school? Like if you you could play ball anywhere, you'd be going to UCLA. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. What position do you play? I play outfield. You're an outfielder. I was a center fielder when I played in a pitcher. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm just like wherever all over the place, wherever they need me. 
Yeah. You know, even if I don't get in, like, for baseball, like, baseball's not, like, my number one goal. It's, like, if mm-hmm. like, I got a baseball scholarship, that would be dope. But you just, like, to get in for, like, like academics and shit, goal too, just because. I got a good friend who goes to UCLA. She loves it. Really? Yeah. It seems yeah. sick. Seems yeah, awful. she loves it. Yeah, dude, I love that. Hey, thanks for fucking reaching out to me, man. That was, that was lit. I'll do this whenever. Yeah, totally, man. I, for sure. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. Sounds good. Keep crushing it, bro. Peace out. You too, man. I'll go. I'll listen to to more of your music for sure.